Generating traffic and sales can be a challenge for online merchants. But selling on the Walmart marketplace puts your products in front of millions of customers who shop on walmart.com. And right now, sellers who join Walmart Marketplace can save up to 50% on referral and fulfillment fees for the first 90 days. So get started today. Head over to marketplace.walmart.com savings. That's marketplace.walmart.com savings. Welcome to E-Commerce Conversations, a weekly podcast focusing on e-commerce topics featuring interviews with prominent people in the e-commerce space. Welcome to E-Commerce Conversations by Practical E-Commerce. I'm Kerry Murdoch. Nearly every e-commerce merchant has experienced disgruntled customers or angry competitors who post dishonest comments about his or her business. This could be in so-called complaint sites, forums, blogs, or other online venues. Internet attorney John Dozier says there are steps merchants can take to limit the damage from these attacks. He joins us to discuss these steps and his new book, Google Bomb. Well, John, thank you for your time today. I'm glad to be with you, Kerry. John, you're a practical e-commerce contributor and a true expert on internet law. You've recently written a book called The Google Bomb that has to do with various threats and issues that can happen to folks on the internet. And I'm wondering if you could tell us, talk to us about that book. Yeah, well, you know, we're really excited about it. Uh, HCI, you know, they're, they're a publisher, and they do, a lot of people recognize them for uh, their uh, chicken soup for the soul type uh, line of books. Mm-hmm. They're a mass market book, and, and their publishers actually approached me uh, about um, putting together a, uh, a book that would address how to protect yourself online in this uh, new world. And it not only deals with, of course, protecting families and individuals, but a big part of what I wrote about was how to protect your business and your business assets, your reputation, your intellectual property, all that kind of stuff. So it uh, keys off the story of a lady who was attacked. Her business basically was decimated by a, a group of scofflaws, and she ended up with $11.3 million judgment. Uh, some of your listeners may remember that. It happened a couple of years ago in Florida and you know, made the international papers. Uh, it was the largest judgment time ever for a uh, defamation and she tells a story and I key and give a broader perspective on the landscape of what's happening how your business can be attacked is being attacked and steps you can take to prevent it our listeners of course as you know John are uh, e-commerce merchants and I suspect all of them have dealt with this if they've been in business uh, for very long at all they've all dealt with issues that you're describing well, they all should have dealt with it, isn't that right? I mean, I, I suspect there's a lot of this going on where they don't realize that they're, they are actually a victim. Some of these review sites are the classic example. You know, there very few of those review sites are legitimate. They're almost all affiliate marketers that are, in one way or another, disparaging the product that they're not selling. A lot of people don't realize that, that that's, that's a classic example of trademark infringement. It's illegal. It's false advertising. 
You know, and in the book I talk about that. A lot of people don't acknowledge or understand enough to realize when they are becoming under attack. But um, fortunately, laws are changing, things, regulations are evolving. The FTC just came out with the new regulations effective December 1st, a couple of days ago here. And uh, they've put a clamp on these review sites. They've put a clamp on a lot of the advertisers who make a lot of extravagant claims or the publishers do actually, and then the uh, on behalf of their advertisers uh, are, are not seen as, as uh, what they really are, which are sales pitches, are seen as somehow objective evaluation. So that's the type of thing that you, that you can run into and not even realize it's happening. Let me ask you this question. This is a hypothetical. Say I'm an e-commerce merchant and I sell a product to a customer, and the product is properly represented on my site. I ship it as intended. It correctly gets to the customer. The customer decides he opens the product, uses it, decides he doesn't want it anymore, asks me to refund the money. Mm -hmm. I can't refund the money because he's used the product. He gets angry at me. He goes to a review site and says, don't buy from me because I'm a bad guy. That is the classic, isn't it? That's what is most prevalent, are our complaints. Well, there, it depends. There are a lot of factors that have to be taken into consideration. Oh, I can tell you what not to do right off, which is to go on and jump on that site and respond. They all say, all those sites say, you know, we're, we're an open site. You can come in and you can give us your comments and post and defend yourself. Tell us your side of the story. Well, if you do that, it's going to optimize the results higher and higher so that when your company searched, this is going to become a more prominent result. So you don't want to jump into doing something like that. You might or might not want to go to the party and see if somehow you can satisfy them and they would have the ability, perhaps, to pull down their, their negative review. But these types of things come from people who have nothing to lose and uh, it, they're very difficult to deal with. And unfortunately, and it's it's a continuing theme throughout the book. We have a law in place that gives these websites immunity so that they can publish all kinds of trash without having the responsibility to, to uh, you know, that a publisher of a newspaper would have. And there's a federal law that gives them that immunity. It's being whittled away. It's such an egregious, overreaching law that it's being whittled away by the courts. But the bottom line is, it's very, very difficult to address those types of situations, and they can be devastating. Now, that's kind of a legitimate complaint. I mean, in the sense of the person did buy the product and did at some point apparently become dissatisfied with it. It's unreasonable, but at least that has some legitimacy to it. But a lot of these attacks and complaints online are just fabricated. They're your competitors going on and creating uh, lies, and those are your biggest problems. And there's, uh, unfortunately, there are things you can do in that situation because a lot of times you have a deep pocket. So if a competitor does that, if a competitor either goes to your review site or uh, – I guess this is two questions here. A competitor goes to a review site and says something bad about me. That's number one. Or, say if I sell on Amazon and a competitor gives me a bad review, gives me mm -hmm. one star on Amazon. It's you a whole different ballgame there, isn't it? Because you get away from really free speech. And you, there you're getting more towards uh, 
what we call unfair competition, false advertising, and pure defamation, product disparagement. But the, the really the only difference at law is a very practical one, which is that the odds are your competitor has an income stream. Mm. Because they have an income stream, they have something to lose. Mm. So when you send out, your lawyer sends out that letter, if you can figure it out that they're the ones, or you think they are, the likelihood of there being a response is much greater. The likelihood of them hiring a lawyer is much greater, and that means the likelihood of getting this little problem resolved is is much greater. So how do I prove that? Let's, let's take these one at a time. I, I uh, Someone goes to a review site, says something bad, bad about my e-commerce company, and I strongly suspect it's a competitor. How do I, how do I know that? How do I prove well, it? First of all, you don't have to know it. All you have to do is suspect it. And a skilled attorney can write a letter to someone who he doesn't know has done something, but he believes they might have done something. Mm. And say, we don't know if you're the ones that are doing this, but if you are, be aware we're thinking about filing a lawsuit, filing subpoenas, getting an IP address, going to uh, the ISP that owns that IP address, finding out who was using it at the time. If it tracks back to your business, we're going to have a huge problem. You're going to have a huge, expensive problem. Alternatively, you can take this letter, hand it to your lawyer, and have him contact me so that we can try to work through this and move forward. Okay, so there are a lot of different ways to deal with things. Now, how do you find out who it is? Sometimes uh, you, you can look at the avatar. You can look at the signature on it. They're not going to use the, the correct name. They're going to use a pseudonym, or it's going to be anonymous. Mm -hmm. uh, you can take snippets of the, what the words they've used and search them on Google and see if they come up, you know, the unique words combination and see where they have used those in the past, whoever's used them in the past. A lot of times people have a tendency to use the same type phrases over and over again. Mm. And, you know, uh, other times they're just good old-fashioned getting lucky. You know, a former employee tells on them mm. <laughs> or right. something like that. So. Uh, but in the end, if you suspect it but you don't know it, there are ways to try to deal with it without a lawsuit. If you decide we have to deal with this, the attacks are coming from so many different arenas and there's this mob mentality evolving and the Google results are now being impacted on the first page by three or four negative crazy claims, all fueled from this one you know, posting or this group this, uh, that, that's gotten together seeking quote-unquote mob justice, then you file a lawsuit, of course, and you, there are methods by which you can determine in all likelihood who posted it. So, And all the other parties who are involved, too. So it's the... Uh, it's, uh, what happens with one single post is 90% of the time it's, it stays as it is, and you can manage around it through reputation management techniques, which I discuss in the book in Googlebomb. Okay. The top ten techniques you can take business-wise to build up, you know, a moat around your castle. I was but uh, you know, a lot of times that's not the case. And then at the ten percent of the time, when it takes off and becomes a, what we call a mobosphere attack, it's uh, you know, it threatens your business virtually within days. Without sort of restating what's in your book, John, uh, assume you're an e-commerce merchant and. You know, you've got a, you've got a few employees. You've got a nice little business, but it's a small business, a, a small family-owned business. What would you, John Dozier, do to protect yourself or to make sure that 
these things that you're describing, whether it's false attacks or someone stealing your product, your photos or whatever, what would you do? What are two or three things you think merchants should do and what would you do if you're in that? I, well, I, it's the same thing, really, because we've been dealing with it. We're about that size. You know, we have maybe 10 or 12 employees. But uh, first thing is I, there's a chapter in there on setting up alert systems. Okay. And it goes far beyond Google Alert. But the point being that the moment your product or service or key personnel or business is mentioned on the web, you get an email alerting you to what is being said with a link. Right. So monitoring is, is number one. Okay. There are much more advanced monitoring systems out there, but not for the small business. You follow the directions I lay out, you'll be fine in terms of your alerts. Understanding, getting on top of it very quickly is key. Number two, there's an entire chapter on the top ten steps you need to take to build up your reputation. Because when someone attacks you, it's really about whose uh, website or blog is going to come in front of the other? Who has more strength? Who has, in Google's eyes, a greater you know, reputation? Um, and there are many things you can do to build up your reputation online. And I go through the top ten things. They include, for instance, uh, getting involved in uh, social networks. You know, your LinkedIn and, and Twitter, both of those are pretty powerful. Uh, Facebook, Friendster, MySpace, that's one uh, suggestion. There are other uh, companies now that provide very narrowly focused reputation management profiles like Names, N-A-Y-M-Z, and others like that. Uh, the third thing, uh, ultimately, that I would uh, recommend is that you find uh, someone who can spend maybe an hour a night for about a week setting this up. It's not that time-consuming. And if you have kids at home, this would be a great project for them. They can do it. They live, in, they, they live on these social networks. So as you build out all these sites, you start controlling the top two or three pages of Google when someone searches for your product or service, and now you're a much less likely target because people who want to attack, first thing they'll do is look at how good the defenses are. And when you're, <clears throat> I mean, that's nothing new, obviously. When we, you know, during World War II, when we decide on where to invade, we don't go to where all the uh, defenses are located and the most powerful, uh, uh, you know, landmines are, are, are laid out on the beach. You go to the weak spot. So, so they have a tendency to migrate to easy targets. And what you're saying to the marketplace out there is we're not an easy target. What your your risk factor, you know, balancing the potential reward of disparaging our reputation, uh, is it doesn't justify you coming at us. You go to somebody else. John, we've got just a couple of minutes left. Uh, anything else on your mind for our listeners? Uh, well, we the, the only other thing I'd say is uh, it's probably worthwhile to go ahead and get a, a copy of uh, Google Bomb if you're certainly if you're any type of e-commerce business. And it covers not only the business sides, and it's really focused on small businesses, but it also talks about how to protect your reputation, your family and your children's reputations and steps you can be taking today so that five or six or seven years from now, they're less likely to be a target. Where's the best place to buy the book? Amazon.com. Well, for purposes of our listeners, John's law firm is Dozier Internet Law. And the website for that firm is cybertriallawyer.com. That's cybertriallawyer.com.
lawyer.com and you can get John's book Google Bomb at amazon.com and John Dozier a leading internet attorney I want to thank you for your time today sir okay and in the uh in the spirit of social networking, let me say that uh, on Twitter we're Dozier Law, okay. and you can keep up with all the latest developments by just following us on Twitter. All right. Okay? Sounds good. Great. Right. Thank you for your time, sir. For Thanks. That's all the time we have for this week's e-commerce conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. Please tune in next week for another new episode.